What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And then on today's episode, we've got another Make It a Classic. This one from Dead Prez, Let's Get Free. And I believe this is their debut album, correct? Correct. So this was released February 8th, 2000. And we were initially going to record this in February, but then... I swear, I saw somewhere online that this was actually released March 14th. And now I'm going back to see that it was in fact released in February. So I promise you someone like went into Wiki and and changed the date or did some (laughs) bullshit. Cause I I guarantee you, I saw somewhere that this was released March 14th, but I believe it actually is released February 8th, 2000. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah, and this is is a big one because especially for me, because I, I do not like this album. I've never liked this album. And as every listener from the podcast should know that one of the things that makes me not like something vehemently is when everybody tells me that I'm supposed to like it. One, because they think it's dope. And two, because of who they think I am and what they think I like, then they feel somehow they have the right to say like, oh, well, knowing who you are, you should like this. Why don't you like this? And I'm like, I don't like it. And when you have to hear that for 20 some years, it can grow this uh i don't know just an excessive amount of disdain which is kind of what i have for this project so i thought this would be a good one for us to do and make it a classic i know some people want to tribute but it's not happening for me okay i was wondering why you wanted to do this (laughs) so uh so badly um yeah because initially i was like oh we could do a put you up um i don't feel so passionately about this album but i do think it's a it's good so um, all right yeah, we start there. Yeah, and let me also just caveat this by saying I mean no disrespect to Stickman and M1 and Dead Prez. Uh, I mean no disrespect to them as people. I know that they do good things. I believe in the things that they represent. I just have problems with this album musically, and I think that that's okay. So, you know, this is not a diss to them. I don't think that they're whack. I just don't like this album. And this is more me raging against all the people who is sworn up and down that I'm an idiot for not liking this. Yeah. Anyway, that's, so, that's, that's where this is coming from. So, yeah. So, uh, so where were you? <laughs> uh, I feel like <laughs> so, you were, you were somewhere very passionate when, when this dropped. Not well, look, it's my junior year in high school and look, there's been a slew of good albums coming out, many of which mm-hmm. we've already, re- we talked about. So, you know, mm-hmm. we've got, uh, we've got most deaf black on both sides. Boom. That's a good right. one. We've got Supreme clientele. Boom. That's a good one. Common, you know, I, I don't like it as much in wrestles, retrospect, but in t- but at the time, like Water for Chocolate is is a good yeah. one. And so yeah. it's like, all right, we got a project from, you know, Dead Prez, Loud Records. They're talking about things that I'm supposed to be liking about. Hip hop comes out. It's a huge smash. Koi so, gives I'm me sorry. this album to listen to. And Can I interrupt real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so I just, in terms of your headspace, because, you know, when, when this came out for me, I don't think I was, I was in all that radical of a headspace. So can you tell us okay. a little bit about like, like why would people think that that these subject themes would, would resonate with you? I think because this is probably at the time when I started to become more vocal and I don't want to describe myself as militant. I think probably at the time, I probably would have described myself as militant and other people would have done so as well. But given what I've seen people who are actually militant and the things that they've done, it would not be appropriate for me to describe myself as such. But nevertheless, I was vocal and opinionated about, you know, blackness, about African-American pride and, mm-hmm. and you know, bucking the system and just whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just all that stuff that, you know, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> want to call it a phase because a lot of that stuff I, I still agree with. But I was just becoming more opinionated about like how, you know, the, the system was working against us and, mm-hmm. you know, definitely more Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King. You okay. know, th- that's just kind of like the headspace I was at. So I okay. don't want to say I was out here in the streets and, and doing good work because I, I wasn't doing those things. And no disrespect <laughs> to the people that were. I just don't want to make any false claims here. That's not who I was. Gotcha. I was just very opinionated about my pro-blackness. We'll just say that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just I just kind of wanted to because I think you might have been and and of course we didn't know each other at the time, but I right. think you might have been in a more radical headspace than I was when this came out. So that's why I was asking. I think it's fair. Um and radical is probably a good term. Maybe it's not I think when most people think of rad, radical, they probably nothing I said would come off as radical, but I think that I've always been the kind of person who was never afraid to stand by an extreme. 
Like, like if there was a, a popular opinion, I wasn't afraid to go in the completely opposite direction and stand by that and argue that point, which right. could be construed as radical. So I, I think that's a, a fair assessment, even though some people might describe that or use that term differently. But anyway, so that's, you know, I, I was probably there as well. So, right. Yeah. So uh, that that's where I was. Where were you when this came out? Uh, where was I? I was, um, I think I was still in Virginia at the time. Um, but uh, I was, like you said, um, ruckus, loud. Yeah. You know, these are my, my favorite, um, you know, groups uh, or record labels. Uh, I'm really into underground hip hop. Um, this kind of comes from a burgeoning scene, you know, because at the time, you, you, like you said, Common was dropping things. Black right. Star had dropped, you know, <clears throat> Most Def had dropped Talib Kweli. So, you know, I, th th that's kind of my tribe when it comes to, to, to hip hop music. And so this kind of came as, as, you know, to use your word, a more militant alternative to some of this other underground hip hop that I was listening to, right. but it was still on loud. So it kind of shot the gap between, you know, the more, I guess we'll call it conscious Talib Kweli's of the world mm -hmm. and the other loud records music that I was listening to, which was like Mob Deep and and, and Big Pun and, right. you know, like kind of more street oriented hip hop. Um, so, I mean, I think the where was I though, I don't think I really had all that many thoughts when it came to blackness like 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 blackness and like what it means to be black in america in in relation to politics and, and socio-political yeah. you know socio-economic uh you know state of, of of the black people like i i don't think i was thinking about any of that stuff really okay. um you know and i and i think you know i i i'll allow myself a little bit of an out in that you know, I'm also an immigrant child. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you come, when you grow up in a, in, a, in a household, you know, where your parents are from another country or you have a parent from another country, then you kind of navigate your blackness, I think, in a little bit different way than than folks that are, are homegrown African-American, right? Um, and so I think in that way, a lot of the more what what I'll call militant ideals, um, I don't think I really subscribe to them because, in a way, I think I considered myself a little bit more other than like I like I considered myself well well I'm I'm Nigerian so okay. you know my politics and my understanding is more of an immigrant understanding than it is a uh, homegrown. I don't think I really explored and understood a lot of the the subject matter here until college where you know we as you know young african-american college students began to see other people that looked like us and had the ideas that we had and we stopped reading the literature or or, or having the literature forced on us right when when you're in high school at least for me i'll speak for myself right when you're in high school um especially as somebody who who takes academia seriously right like you have a lot of different books and things like that that are the things that somebody who is a smart person and a gifted and talented program reads, right? And you're familiar with all of this literature and this literature has kind of a very rigid ideology for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. Then typically when you get to college is when you start to, you know, there's entire majors that are dedicated to African-American studies and African literature and, you know, um, social justice and and different things like that to where you start to read these books that are outside of that rubric that you're given in in public school in america um and so i don't think i really explored a lot of those ideas on my own until college so a lot of the ideology here it was kind of my first time really encountering it um but some of it really resonated with me particularly like the they schools okay. of this of this uh this album really resonated with me because <clears throat> i hadn't really heard it articulated but it was it was things that i kind of in the back of my mind i felt okay so i think that's where i was right i was in i was in a position where this it didn't it didn't meet me where i was but at the same time like some of these ideas were kind of novel to me, but in a way that I agree. So let me ask you, uh -huh. is there any 
stage in the timeline of Yinka's life where listening to this album would have met you where you were at that particular time. And if not, then, you know, it's okay. I'm just curious. So I don't think that it ever would have met me directly okay. where I was. However, there was a period of time, and I mean, this is when I'm, you know, my, my homies are Jelani, Eba, Amos, you know, we're reading a lot more of these African-American studies, you know, uh, related books, Dean Turner's In Cat's Lives, Dropping Shit Off. Um, and, you know, uh, Jay, I mean, E and uh, and Amos are living together. They have like the freaking like Senegalese flag is an entire wall of their house. You know, so there was a time frame in my life where I think these ideas wouldn't have come off as so radical to me. They would have right. come off as like, yo, a, a lot of what they're saying is I, I feel them, you know, I you. Um, but I wasn't there yet. So. I think that's one of the disappointments for me because at the time when I did hear this album, it's probably one of the times where it would have met me, you know, really well, like I expected it to. In fact, when this album starts out, I remember thinking it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this. Because yeah. as, as I was saying, you know, I think Koi bought this album first and wanted me to listen to it. And so I listened to it and I think I was ready. And I think mm -hmm. one of the reasons why it's so disappointing is because as I progressed to the album, the things that they were talking about didn't matter to me as much because there were so many other just musical problems I felt with the album <laughs> that I okay. couldn't really hear the message. And the message to me was so on the nose. So it was kind of right. like, yeah, I don't even really need this album. It's just mm. not, it's just not doing anything. So we can get more into that. Um, yeah. I am curious though about the, you know, the, the critical reception, yes. um, at least in terms of, you know, generally we talk about the general critical set reception and it, it seems mm -hmm. that this is fairly well reviewed. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also curious about like, what was the reception from your peers at the time, uh, if you can recall with yeah. this album? I, so my peers, a lot of them had not listened to this. I think, okay. you know, again, we kind of talked about, right? Like the, the, the three, the three segmentations, you know, in this time frame, right? You have people who just listen to everything that everybody listens to. Yeah. Uh, you got like people that we consider like heads and then we got Wu stands, right? So, <laughs> yeah, hey. so the Wu stands actually didn't really care that much about this album, other than the fact that it came out on Loud Records. Right. Um, but the 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 heads knew about this album. I feel like it was it was almost a bit of a rite of passage, right? Like if you're black and you consider yourself a hip hop head, you you have to be familiar with this album. But but beyond paying lip service to it. I don't think a lot of the conversation really was about the deeper meanings of this this album. Well, let's actually talk about how this album has aged in terms of the critical reception that way. Because like I said, most of the times when I am have to face with this album is with people, not necessarily even at the time, it's in retrospect, people in college, after college, right now, who are like, oh, how'd you not like Let's Get Free? That album is dope. It stands for everything that you represent. And I'm like, yeah, but I also hmm. need to listen to it. Um, and so I'm curious your take on the critical reception because I'm on my end and maybe not for everybody, but at least the people that I'm having conversations with, this is just an unmitigated classic, period. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always just had difficulty wrapping my head around that idea. Yeah, I think, though, you know, and and this is something that I think is an, a bit of an issue with with hip hop is that I think, you know, there are certain pieces that are period pieces that people will say are classics because they feel as though they would be stupid to say that it's not a classic. <laughs> yeah. But if you ask them why it's a classic, they literally can't break down to you what makes it so so amazing. And I think, you know, I think Internal Affairs by, by Farah Manj, <laughs> which we which we did is one of them, right? Yeah. And and I think this album is that as well, right? Like okay. I, I I think people who know about hip hop will will say like, oh yeah, that was a classic. Yeah. But like again, I don't think I've had very many in-depth conversations with people about why this album is so good to them okay right. so i don't know if you, you feel it feel the same way about it or i think generally um and i've had several conversations with several people about this but there's one in particular i'm not going to say his name he knows who he is though and he is just kind of a, a stickler for subject matter okay. i think that my impression of him, and I don't want to say that this is how he would describe himself, but this is just how I would describe him in the conversations that we've had. Subject matter can tr pretty much trump everything else. Okay. And I think because he believes in what they're discussing, mm -hmm. that makes it hot to him. Gotcha. And, I, and, I, and I can respect that. I just think that musically, given my musical journey, I won't, I won't disrespect the other musical projects that I have learned to love and cherish. 
by just saying, well, just because they're talking about something cool that, that I, not cool, just because they're talking about something that I agree with doesn't make the album good from a musical perspective, from a lyrical perspective, right. from just an innovative perspective. It, it, it doesn't mean that. And again, like, and I mean no disrespect to Stick One and M1, uh, uh, Stick Man and M1 for the things that they represent. I'm sure they're lovely people. I just, you know, it's just, I, I just had to state that very plainly because I do believe in what they're discussing. I just, yeah, yeah just the, the musical qualities of this album, to me, it's just lacking. So, but uh, we can, you know, but that doesn't mean that there aren't highlights to discuss. It doesn't mean that there aren't things that I enjoyed about this. So we can go ahead and get into some of those highlights. Yeah, go for it. So, I mean, right off the bat, um, <laughs> hip hop, the song hip hop is, uh, that joint is still a jam. It was a jam back in the day. Uh, that beat is crazy, and the the flow, the lyrics, just like everything about the song is still dope. Um, I'd still play this at a party. Yeah. Um, I could drop it anytime, and I feel like, yeah, people will still will still get to this. So right from that perspective, um, yeah, just right from jump, that is definitely a a highlight to me. Um, do you have any uh, any recollection of that song, or where were you, or or when that came out, or you know, was this one of the joints that you played at parties when you were DJing? Uh, yeah, but but it was it was we played it at the homie party. We didn't really? play it at the party where the girls was at, if if that makes sense. Like all the homies, we liked it. We thought it was dope. It wasn't until Dave Chappelle gave it life again at the block where, party, where I heard yeah. like women talk about that song. I think that this, as good as this song was back in the day, I feel like it's actually even better now in the, in the sense that like you could play this at the party where the girls are. You can't play the whole song. Mm-hmm. But you could like drop it, you know, for like the hook and like a first verse or something like that and mix it in and it'll be yeah. it'll be dope. Similar to like Wu-Tang Triumph, right? Like Wu-Tang <laughs> Triumph is not a song that you can play start to finish, but you can you can drop like the intro the and like verse. the first eight bars right. and mix in something <laughs> else. And so long as like that's the vibe, like everybody will get into it. And I think right. that this is another song that has aged that well. Yeah. But um, this is a dope one for me. Yeah. In terms of other songs that are highlights, um, I do like You'll Find A Way just because I like when hip hop albums will take a break from the rapping and just put like a, an instrumental record on the track. Uh, obviously, a big one was uh, made through December on most that's black on both sides, which comes at the very end. This song, You'll Find A Way, it actually kind of feels like it's an outro, but there's several other songs coming after that. Which uh, I'm not sure if they were actually on the original release because I don't remember them being on the original release. But when I listen to the Spotify version, they're on there. So we'll just assume they're on there. But anyway, I think the I think the last three were bonus cuts. Is, is that what it was? Yeah, I think that's okay. what it was. Um, well, speaking of bonus cuts, um, you know, you have a Kanye feature on "It's Bigger <laughs> Than Hip Hop," which is it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a it's it's a good you know musical uh, contribution from him and um, early Kanye, right? Yeah, before Kanye. we even really know who he is like that. <laughs> yeah, um, and the last two tracks, uh, "Propaganda" is you know I'm not really a fan of the vocalist on here, but generally I think it's a good song. Mm-hmm. And the pistol, I don't remember this song, the pistol Man. at all. This at was all. my favorite record on this. Kanye. This outside of hip hop, this might be the best song on the album. Um, yeah. I love this track. And I don't remember, I I just don't remember listening to it at all. It's quite possible that at the time I did hear this, I was so over the album that I just didn't care. But listening to it now, The Pistol is definitely a huge highlight for me. I think it might have been, and you know, fans go ahead and and kill me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I feel like this was the time frame where artists were hiding the bonus tracks in in the bed of, of, of other songs on a CD. So it'd be like, you know, That's let's right. say it says it's bigger than hip hop and it, it plays and then there's some silence for 30 seconds and then you hear like another song come out of nowhere. It was something like that. But okay. I do remember having the pistol on blast and I had that CD. So Okay. All right. So then, yeah, this is just a track that I missed. It's a shame because it, it might have actually made me, uh, given me a better opinion about the album. Yeah. This, um, this song is dope. Um, aside from that. I can't think of any other musical songs, like songs that are highlights. Mm. I think that generally speaking, one of the criticisms I've had, I've had of this album and Dead Prez as artists over the years is that I thought lyrically they were whack. And I want to amend that. I don't, they're definitely not, they're definitely not whack. Um, they can spit. I think that my issue with them is, is I'm not sure if they're, 
I think that given the subject matter, given like the genre of hip hop, there's other artists that are just better and like they're fine. And I think that that's just it. Like they're fine. They're, you know, they're not whack. Um, they're just, they're okay. And so, you know, it's not a highlight for me, but going back and listening to this album, I didn't dislike the lyrics as much as I remember disliking them at the time. So I do need to highlight the fact that they're, you know, they're, they're not whack. And I think too, one of the highlights is, um, and I'm gonna, I'm going to counter this in my lowlights, but one of the highlights is they're not bad as producers either. Mm -hmm. They have some mm -hmm. good beats on here. They don't do much with them, but as producers, as hip hop artists, they're not bad. So I want to highlight that. And of course, like the subject matter, generally speaking, the subject matter is something I'm in line with, I'm for it. Um, I like projects like this. I sometimes have high expectations, maybe unfair high expectations. Maybe sometimes I have a tendency to compare projects like this to Black on Both Sides, which perhaps I shouldn't, given how just how great that album is. Um, but you know, that's just kind of where you know that's just kind of where my highlights are on this album. Um, what are some yeah. of yours? So my mine from an overarching perspective are actually some of the same ones as you, and and to some degree I have similar feelings. So. So I said production was a highlight, but it's also kind of a low light to me yeah. too, right? So so production is a highlight because there's just aren't that many unknown artists that are producing their own projects and the the level of quality is, is at this level, right? Right. So so at first someone who wasn't aware of Dead Prez for Dead Prez to be able to essentially produce their whole album and it sound cohesive and and solid and i could put it up there right next with any anything else um I, I, a lot of respect to them for being able to do that um and you know obviously they got an early kanye beat so you know mm -hmm. that's 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 love uh, so 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 production i i give it i give them that um group chemistry i, I think is is big sure. like yeah. um you know i mean these cats are in lockstep with each other and sometimes true? you know you have you have groups where people would be like you know, oh, Fonte and, and, and Big Poo, where it almost <laughs> becomes a joke. No disrespect <laughs> to either of them, but where like it becomes like an underlying joke where people go, you got one guy that's all the way over here and then another guy that's like, you know, whereas with these two, like they, they, they play off of each other well. They yeah. sound good together on records. Like they just have a really good uh, group chemistry. Um, and then just overarching thematics. Um, okay. The reason it's a highlight for me is because... Um, the, the subject matter on this album can very easily become very preachy and corny. Which and, and that's one of I my lowlights, actually. And Go I ahead. think they I think they kind of towed that line on certain records. But I think overall to have a whole album where you pretty much are only talking about the same thing, I think they did a pretty good job of 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 staying away from making it too preachy and too corny. Okay, so I'm and, gonna disagree and, with you there. I just want to state that you can finish your point. That's I fine. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you can do that in the low lights. <laughs> you know, I think that they they you know they did a pretty good job of of staying on topic, um, of being proactive in, yeah. in a world where you know, and 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 I'll I'll I'll, I'll scapegoat myself as well as well as other artists. A lot of hip hop that is seen as conscious is reflective. We talk about the problems of society. We talk about the things that we don't like, but there's very few proactive albums that say, this shit's fucked up, go do this. Yeah. And I kind of respect the fact that they took that initiative to say, this is the plan as to how black people need to live in order to survive. I respect that. That's fair. I can respect that as well. It's You know what? That's a good point. I think that it's difficult for me or it was difficult for me to see that when I was listening to this album because mm -hmm. there are plenty of other songs that are reflective, that are, in my opinion, um, they convey too much of a victim mentality. And so mm -hmm. I think I just kind of let that opinion seep in. But you are correct. Mm -hmm. They do have proactive songs on here that mm -hmm. I was probably not paying enough attention to. Or I wasn't rather, not that I wasn't paying attention to them, but by the time I listened to those albums, I had kind of, are, those songs, I had mm -hmm. kind of already made up my mind about what the album was. So yeah. that's an unfair assessment on yeah. my part. Yeah, I, I think that you're correct. Because one of the, the dope things about it, right, is is just back to the thematics point, like if you bring it all together, it, it almost in some ways reads as a, as a blueprint 
for for revolution, right? And sure. even if you take if you take specific records that that people some people have joked on or whatever, right? Like like your Be Healthy, for example, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like okay, well, I'm I'm building your mind so that I can build soldiers in this black army. Well, I I need them to be healthy in order for them to fight, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know mind sex uh, you know it's like people have, people have joked on it for, for sure right and and i mean i've i've got i've got my own comments about it but um but you know a, a record that you know kind of just talks about like cultivating healthy relationships with black women like i mean i just i just feel like you can take records out that you can you can mm. assail individually, yeah. But if you but if you look at them in the greater picture of of what the album is supposed to accomplish, I really respect how okay. they kind of stay stay the course. That is a that's a good place I think to leave the highlights. Um, I'm not going to challenge I got, that. I'm not. Gonna, oh, go ahead. I've got yeah, I've got individual highlights. Oh, okay. Cool. So um, well, let me so, just say real quick, I I don't want to challenge or counter that point because I think it's a very good point that you mentioned, um, and I'm not going to refute it. So. So anyway, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, so so just real quickly, um, I think "They Schools" is a really really good song. Okay. Um, it, it's it's a highlight for me. "Police State" is a highlight for me. Interesting. Um, okay. "Mind Sex" just because of the production is is a highlight. That's fair. Um, I, I I really like that beat. Um, "Psychology" is a highlight for me. Okay. "Happiness" is a super duper highlight for me. I really really enjoy that song. Um, and I like that on an album that's so dark and so you know pointed and so you know revolutionary you have a record like happiness like like i really enjoy that one um and then pistol of course is is my other highlight so that's all i got so psychology and happiness um they went down like i listed them in my cool category i didn't have anything mm -hmm. positive to say about them but they mm -hmm. were songs that i did not dislike that i was that i was fine with i love so, that beat that psychology beat yeah yeah. yeah, and the like the the evil laugh in the background. <laughs> That's just fire. All right. Anyway, so you want to go to low lights? Uh, do you want to start or should I? <laughs> sure, I'll start because mine's gonna be shorter than you. All right, go ahead. Um, so a, a low light, uh, it, which is counter to the highlight, is is production. Um, okay. And 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 that low light comes from and and on the highlight side. I did like some of the things that they did with live instrumentation. Mm -hmm. um, it, it kept things interesting. But I think in some ways they struggled with keeping things interesting on certain records. Like you said, like production, a beat would be like good and then it just it just doesn't take you anywhere. Like it just it's just kind of stagnant. Uh, yeah. Stagnant is a, is a word I'll use, right? Okay. So some of the production is stagnant. Um, and so like some of these beats like just get really boring. Um, <laughs> yes, they do. Behind Enemy Lines is one that I listed as as getting boring. Uh, we Want Freedom, uh, you know, just kind of after a while, I'm like, okay. Um, Animal and Man. Um, I would actually cut this song altogether. I like what they were trying to do, but like I, the production doesn't carry it enough for me to care. And I almost feel like they would have to create a visual to, to make this song matter enough to me for me to still want to listen to it. That's fair. Um, and then my last low light is actually counter to your highlight, which is You'll Find a Way. Um, and the reason is because I, I do love these, um, these like sound beds um, mm -hmm. that, that, that are used as transition points on albums. Um, I love the one that you mentioned on, on, on most Def's album. I love uh, the one that's on, uh, on Capital Punishment. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's called Sun and Rain interlude or something like that um i love every single one dj quick has done literally all of those that i've mentioned are much better than this one. Oh, they are and i and i sure. feel like you know i feel like if you're gonna do it do it well that's and fair. i i don't it's not a bed of music that i listen to personally that's so that's, that's why fair. it's a low light for me okay yeah. anyway that's it so all right um <laughs> before i get into the individual track low lights just the general low light is that I think that they're not bad lyrically. They can flow. They're not. They're not amazing, but they can flow. It, they're fine. Their production generally is good. The problem with these two is that they don't understand songwriting, and I mm. think that's just the biggest thing. Like, yeah, you can have a good beat, but it it really matters like what you do with it, and also like writing a good hook cannot be understated. And learning how to construct an entire song, 
to, you know, deliver the theme without actually having to do it too on the nose yeah. is, is, I think, a real talent that I just don't think they have. I mean, for example, mm. there are several points in the album where, because mind you, like I'm not looking at the CD or the track list when I'm, when I'm listening to this. Like if I'm listening to right. this, this in my car, which is what I was doing several times, I'm just listening to the album. And it got to the point where I was starting to guess the song titles before like the song even started. I was like, oh, I, I bet you they're gonna call the song Discipline. I look at my phone, boom, it's called Discipline. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, I bet you they're gonna call the song Police State. Holy shit, it's actually called Police State. Like, are you kidding me? That happened several, several times throughout the album. And it's just like, okay, at some point, this album starts feeling like a piece of music and it starts feeling like, or stops feeling like a piece of music. And it starts feeling almost like an after school special, mm-hmm. which I mean, no, no disrespect, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what it starts to feel like. It's like, okay, this is the one about like, you know, healthy, healthy connections. This is the one about being healthy. This is the one about being focused, focused and disciplined and organized. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's, <laughs> that's cool. But at the, like, it just, it is corny. You know, like there's no other way to say it. It is kind of corny. And I think it's just disappointing because thematically there's a lot of good things that they that they tried to do with this album. But I think that their just lack of understanding of just making a good song. Like I think that they were so focused on the message and so focused on the themes that they forgot to just say, hey, like let's just step back and also make good music. And again, <laughs> maybe it is unfair to compare this to Black on Both Sides, but that's an album that came out less than a half a year prior to this one that was dope that has one of my favorite artists that is in the same vein as Deb Prez, if you will. I mean, they're at the same Dave Chappelle Black Party. A lot of the people who like this album are the same people who like Black on both sides. It's is as much as it is an unfair comparison, it is kind of a same a fair comparison as well. And on that album, you have a lot of the same themes, maybe not as extreme, but like the music is still at the forefront of everything that most death did on that project and it works and it makes a song like new world water which could potentially have been very corny That's not true. only is it not corny but listening to it now it's like yo this shit is fire maybe i yeah. didn't think it was fire back in the day but it was such a good song that it withstood the step test of time and instead i'm not list- i'm not looking back listening and laughing at it whereas that's what i'm doing with with this album in general i'm just kind of like yo like I I want to respect what you guys are doing here, but it's just like, it just it's like there's so many things that are just kind of kind of cheesy. Um, yeah. So those those that's just my general my general lowlights. Um, and when we get into the make it a classic, I'm, I'll highlight this again. But I think that they needed an executive producer yeah. to really just hone this whole thing together. So I'm gonna get into right. my my individual lowlights. And right off the bat, um, wolves. You know, uh-huh. this is a dope beat and I, I appreciate the energy. And I think at the time when I first heard this, I was on board with what the dude was saying. But I listen to this now and I fucking hate this analogy. And I think it is absolutely horrible. Um, I, it's, it's so bad because essentially what he's saying here is he's saying he's basically saying that, like, for one, he's talking about the white man as a hunter. Well, a wolf is a hunter as well. So, you know, <laughs> If that's the case, like we're all in this whole food chain thing of life. So basically you're you're equating the white the white man to the hunter and the, the black man to the wolf that's so hungry and so dumb that it doesn't realize that it's that it's killing itself. Right. And it's kind of like, I feel what you're saying, but where I am right now, I just do not like that analogy. Um I, I don't like the idea that yes, even though we are killing ourselves. And there are some things about this analogy that are very poignant. I just don't like any kind of suggestion that we in general are just not smart enough to understand like what's going on. Um, I think that hmm. there's other there's other problems. I think that obviously individually, you know, whatever it's it's too much to get into now. I just I just don't think it's a very very good analogy. Um, just the suggestion that white people are just can just outsmart us. Um, and then, you know, we could just kill ourselves. I just, I, I don't see how that helps anything. I think it's actually a, a very poignant um, description to me of of American capitalism and okay. black people. I, I literally think that like black people think that, that, you know, the way this system in this country is designed 
it's somehow going to help them and all they need to do is just work hard and then they're going to they're going to be successful at it and that's just not how the shit works and so yeah. it's like they give you these little crumbs and you're just you're just licking at them licking at them and at the same time you're killing yourself like i i thought it was a it was a good it's just fine that if you're going to say that yeah. we have to admit that we were outsmarted Yes. Let's just admit that. We're outsmarted. Yeah. We're not as smart as the white hunter. Do we want to admit that? I guess. That to me, when I hear that, uh -huh. that's what I think. And I just yeah. I don't like that. So maybe does, it's true. I just I just can, don't like it. So you can you can be outsmarted by someone and that person not be smarter than you, right? So I, I think it's it's well, okay yeah, to in accept no, in no universe, that the fact that you were you were outsmarted. In no universe is a wolf anywhere as intelligent as as a as a human being. Like that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Like the, in no universe is that the case, period. Yeah. It's just it's just not. So there's a difference between being outsmarted and just being smarter. The hunter in this mm -hmm. scenario is smarter, always smarter than the wolf, period. Yeah. Like, and I think to me, I just can't escape that fact. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. taking the wrong things from it. I just don't like it. Yeah. So okay. um, then we get into like, I'm an African. And I remember kind of liking this song at the time just because i was like oh i can i can deal with that and then mm -hmm. it just kind of gets monotonous and again we get into yeah. this we get into this issue where it's just like this is just not a good hook like i i understand the message mm -hmm. but like where is where's the art where's the cleverness and i can say that with a lot of things i can i can just kind of go down the list here you know um you know with with day school it just kind of feels like I feel what you're saying, but it just kind of felt like a little too on the nose. And I think that given where some of the other songs are, they all kind of feel on the nose. It just kind of feels like, you know, more the same. So I felt that way about like Police State, um, Behind en Enemy Lines, even though I really like the theme of Behind Enemy Lines. I just mm -hmm. don't think it's a very good song. Agreed. But I think that at that time, I can't remember too many other songs that talked about how like, what it's actually like, like being in prison um, mm -hmm. without glorifying it, like what it actually does, like the psychology of your mind. Right. So a, I think it's a very important song. I just don't think it's a very good one. Yeah. Um, you know, we want freedom. <sighs> Look, <laughs> I just, it's, it's just, it starts to feel like more of the same um, from, from the music uh, to the content, to the bars. It's kind of like, they're all saying the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I know that like, at some point I, I'm starting to get tired of this damn flute. Um, yeah, that's true. Maybe that was uh, maybe that was like with happiness. Um, I remember like at some point, like it's just like, yeah, I'm tired of like the same instrumentation here. <laughs> Animal and man, um, I remember this being a frustrated, frustrating song for me because yeah. this is one of the songs that when people talk about this album, I remember people talk about this song, and I I don't understand why. It's not they 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 obviously it's a riff off of Animal House or Animal right. Farm, Animal Farm, Animal Farm. But they completely change it. And I don't see what the changes do. Like, I understand it's like, okay, the horses get buck and then they, they throw out the pigs. Whereas in the book, the horses were actually, um, the horses the, like, were, were some of the primary soldiers for the pigs, if I'm not mistaken. And they were the ones that they didn't care about how all the other animals were doing. They were just prou proud to be like, in the role that they were like that the, that the pigs gave them but like in this that's not what happens the horses get bucked all the animals get bucked and they throw out the pigs and it's like right. oh okay it's supposed to be like, like revolution like no we're gonna throw overthrow the government or whatever but it's just like i just didn't i, care. I just didn't care exactly yeah, I, I just care. didn't care yeah so you know it's it's the song that people highlight but i i don't know why they highlight yeah um and then i just had to say <laughs> the absolute biggest, most cringeworthy song on here, which you've already mentioned, is Mind Sex. This song <laughs> is so corny. And it's a shame because I, I understand, so like, I feel what he's talking about. I feel like with the mm -hmm. actual lyrics, I feel him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, the beat is really good. Yeah. But like, as a song, it's like, you didn't need to like, to, to say them, like, you could have just made it a love song where you focus on connection you focus on uh, playing your chess and get to know each other like you could have just said that you didn't have to go over the top and say like and tiptoe the line and say like oh it's yeah. not that i don't want to have sex with you i do but i want to <laughs> do these things first it's like this is what the song feels like right all right oh, that's what the song feels like right now i feel like the conversation around sex today in america mm -hmm. is one where 
there's a segment and it might be a small group, might be a large group. I don't know, whatever it is. There's a segment of the population that wants a yes confirmation for every single sexual act. Right. So it's like, oh, is it OK if I kiss you? Yes. Is it OK if I place my hand here? Yes. Do you want to stop? No. Yes. Whatever. Like, are you so comfortable? And like, there's also a segment of the population that's a little bit more traditional, a little bit more old school and saying, hey, look, there is a there's there's a line that you that, that we could talk about. And like you guys, you know, you you can be sexual without being like too without being like too safe. Like or you, you could be responsible. You know, when someone says no, like you can read these signs, but like you're taking away the sexiness, you're taking away like the wistfulness of like the romance. You're mm -hmm. ruining things. And I feel mm -hmm. like this song is kind of like doing that, sort mm -hmm. of. Like the way that it tries to toe the line, it's yeah. like you're taking, like at this point, I can't think of anyone who would actually like want to have sex with you at this point. It's like, we've talked about it so much and we're not doing right. it. Like, yeah, like, my, th like, my like, thought is, is honestly, the hook here serves as, it's like I'm a motherfucking gun. It's like a yeah, motherfucking yeah, gun, exactly, right? Like, exactly. we know we know what you're trying to say. Yeah. The, that first verse is ill. Like, yeah. I think if they just, the hook, I agree with you. It's just too explicit. It's like, we're about to have mind sex, girl. Let's have mind sex. Like, nah, bro. Like, just don't even say that. Yeah, like, just we, don't. We, we get what you're trying to say. Just <laughs> make it a hook that, like, isn't telling us what the song is about. Because we already know what it's about. Right. And <laughs> and it's so disappointing because the beat yeah. is dope. Generally, yeah. like, the melody is hot. And yeah. I, I feel what they're trying to do. It's just... It's right. like it's like you completely not only do you, have you taken me out of the, the mood to have <laughs> sex, you've taken me out of the mood of this album because this song happens right smack dead in the middle of the album. And I yeah, think after yeah. I heard the song, I remember back in the day, <laughs> like not remembering many of the other songs that come after this, just yeah. remembering this song and be like, yo, yeah. fuck this album. Like, I'm, over. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And it's yeah. so cringe. It's oh my god. The yeah, funny thing is, is I remember good. this being the one song that women talked to me about in college. Okay. And it just makes me laugh because it, it it puts me it makes me think about the mind state of like women in college. Like so, like so the what fact did they that they were say? like, let's talk about it. I want to know. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to put cats out there. No, I'm sure some people probably listen to the joint, but it, the general conversation was just like, oh yeah, you know, like. Like, this is just so sweet, you know, like, uh -huh, what he's okay. trying to say, you okay. know, like, you know, he's like, he's really trying to meet minds with Shorty, X, Y, and Z. And I, honestly, it makes me feel like we almost need to apologize for the themes in hip hop because <laughs> because the themes in hip hop are so fucking misogynistic. They are. They that are. that which, a song that's which you and this I have on celebrated on numerous occasions, but it, it but is I mean, yo, but but like this is a, an, an over course correction, right? Yes. Like yes. we're at a point where where <laughs> the songs are so misogynistic that a woman finally hears a song where the dude's literally saying, "Let's have mind sex, girl. I just wanna." give you a salad yo the nigga literally says yes, in the joint did. yo let's not have sex let's eat a salad my yeah. nigga you can eat a salad and then have sex like it's so <laughs> or, it's like or, it's or, so or. you can just eat the salad and enjoy each other's company like you don't right, have right. to talk about the sex if you don't want right, to it's right. cool. if it's not on the exactly yeah. agree if the salad's so, yeah. on the menu if the salad's on the menu if you want to play chess play chess it's cool i fuck so with it. it's just funny that like you know something this on the nose is like you know people appreciate it it's refreshing because yeah. because we've been assholes for so many years <laughs> that it's like oh my god a song that's not about rape i love this shit yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like to some degree we got to blame ourselves for this shit. but anyway <laughs> i agree with you <laughs> yeah so you know that's just the general those are just my general lowlights of the album yeah. that's the big one for me um and i think just there's just not enough subtlety there's not enough cleverness there's not enough art um i like i said it feels too much like an after school special um <laughs> it feels like something where it's like let's say your your counselor or whoever it is someone's trying to teach you something and they put on this song and the song yeah. is like not like a dope song but it's like a rap yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, you. Um, it's like I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill type shit. Yeah, like almost like. Well, yo, let me tell you. Uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Junction, Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, That's they had some fire. Jams, yo. They, yeah. they, they had some fire. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just it it feels like um when it feels like when non hip hop people want to educate the youth on something, and because mm. hip hop is cool, they make a hip hop song out of it. Yeah. And it's like it's really corny. 
Mm. I just I get those vibes listening to this album, and it's, it's not funny because they're they're whack. It's just because I think there's things that about music and and songwriting that they just didn't grasp, at least not at this point in their careers. Well, M1 actually said exactly what you're saying. Like when he talked about the album and the success of the album, he was okay. like, "Yo, like I was I was a part of like the the people's free movement passing out pamphlets." And then yeah. I figured that I could use music to reach more people than I was using when I was giving okay. people pamphlets. So, I mean, essentially, it sounds like that's what they were trying to do to some degree. Well, and you know what? I can I can absolutely respect that. You know, obviously, when I'm sitting here listening to these albums, when I'm listening to music and all the music that I listen to, I'm not necessarily listening to it from that perspective. And yeah. I think that if we're going to caveat that point, then we can do that. But at the same time, I also think that it's fair to then take this album and set it apart and be like, hey, look, I'm not going to judge this album as a piece of music. I'm just right. going to judge this album as a piece of learning material. And right, that's right. what it is. And then when I when I want to talk about something music, I can just stick to the music. Mm. And maybe that's maybe that's how I should assess this album. And if so, <laughs> that's fine. But I think that. I've always been told to just know it, assess it aesthetically as a piece of music. And I think mm. when I do that, that's when I start to get disappointed. Yeah. So how do you make it a classic? Well, we already talked about this. You know, we need a different a different executive producer. And the, the mm. main person that I can think of, just right off the top of my head, is Most Def. I've mm. mentioned Black on both sides, you know, doing this podcast. And he, from what I understand, he was the executive producer. He was the main you know, people making decisions for his album. Um, I think that if you had his ideas um, in terms of, you know, just general songwriting, I think that mm -hmm. they could have taken a lot of the themes on here and mm -hmm. flipped them and just, you know, just made them better pieces of music. I mean, that's, a, mm -hmm. that's just the number one thing right. overall, just get a better executive producer to yeah. really, really just make this a better just piece of music. Um, but mm. we could talk about some of the the, the individual track or the individual track decisions that we can make. But do you have any general ways that you would make this one a classic? Uh, so I also agree that overarching, I would I would bring in uh, executive producers. I actually have a, a kind of a, an idea to actually bring in um, Q-Tip and RZA as as co-executive producers. Really? Um, I wow, I would love to hear where this would go. So so RZA uh, because of the fact that. You know, one, the damn flutes. <laughs> Riz is one guy who like really liked flutes, but he was able to kind of tamp it down and not do too much with it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just the general sound of this album is is kind of very dark and, and Wu-Tang-esque in, in a way. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I see Riza from that perspective. Um and then Q-Tip, like just, you know, punch up those drums, make it yeah, more Yeah, the drums musical. are not very good. Yeah, yeah like I think I think Q-Tip would just give it in the same way he did for Mob Deep. Like just kind of give it the sound that we need to really, you know, make it more interesting. Uh, so that that those would be my overarching. I think that there's probably some songs here that we could have either gotten rid of or merged into one. So mm -hmm. like we want freedom. Um, I'm not sure if that's a song that we either need or maybe it could be merged in because I think that like mm -hmm. We Want Freedom kind of gives us the general theme of the album but there's so many songs that kind of already do that exactly. in terms of like Day School Police State um, mm -hmm. you know I, I think that the the songs that I would keep thematically and I made I would totally change like the song title and mm -hmm. the you know the hook and the and the this that and the other mm -hmm. but like songs like like I'm an African right mm -hmm. that's a song that is, like subject matter wise you need to keep you just mm -hmm. need to make a better, you know, maybe not have so much of an on the nose hook. Yep, and the thing yep. is, the these songs that I'm going to mention, the ways mm -hmm. that I would make them better is pretty much the same throughout. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, maybe maybe change the title, change the hook, make it just a better song. So, like I said, so like I'm an African, that subject matter is a good subject matter. Mm -hmm. It's a good piece to have on here. They mm -hmm. school. That's good. Police state. That's good. Behind enemy lines is great. Mind sex, yeah, just <laughs> we've already talked about how we can switch that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, we want freedom is not a song I think that we need necessarily need because I think that the mm -hmm. general subject matter of the album kind of illustrates that. Mm -hmm. Um, be healthy, that's obviously a good one to have. Discipline is a good one to have, as well as happiness. Animal and man is something that we can completely take off. Mm -hmm. Um, hip hop is obviously one that we need. Um, 
I'm curious about Assassination. This is a song that I didn't necessarily mind, but it's a good one to have on here. Um, I think that Psychology is a good one to have. And we probably don't need It's Bigger Than Hip Hop. But I think The Pistol is definitely one that it should not have been a bonus track. I mean, you could have put The yeah. Pistol way up, you know, way up early in the album. And that's a song that sounds like it, it's, it's really gritty. It's got that Havoc slash RZA production. Yeah. I was um, wondering if it, was, if it was like a sample clearance issue or why they did that, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, propaganda. I mean, that's another good subject matter. Um, yeah. It's just, I would just name these things different and I <laughs> have different, you know, better yeah. hooks, better features, better, you know, better yeah. um, vocal features and just better songwriting. I mean, I, I think that they yeah. had a lot of good pieces on here. They just, yeah, uh, that's just, yeah. Uh, those are kind of the, the things that I would do here. Word. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I, I guess I differ with you a little bit in that I think that there's a lot of really good stuff here already. Yeah. Um. I. I. And I. So I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change too much to be honest. Okay. Um. I think that I agree with you that um. Particularly with hooks, and we've talked about some of the hooks, so I'm not gonna you know go super duper into it, but right. hooks for records like Mind Sex and and you know, even like They Schools, right? Uh, um. Need to be refined. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I would, I would, I added a few things here. Um, I said that the wolves, that, that wolves thing, I wouldn't use it as the intro. Okay. I would just either completely cut it or just let it be a skit later in the album. Um, mm -hmm. so I'm starting with, I'm an African agreed that, the, start with, yeah. agreed that the hook needs to be stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, I would put Yusu and Dora on, on the record just to, mm. you know, I mean, you want to talk the pan African shit. Cool. Mm. Like. Put an actual African on there. Yeah, no, I feel like he would he would make it sound cooler. Um, they schools, hip hop, and police state, I, I'm leaving as they are. As they are, okay. Um, no, behind, no, no edits to, okay. Right. I mean, I, you know, again, we talked about how some of the hooks can be tightened up and, yeah. you know, but I, but in general, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, behind enemy lines, uh, I want RZA and Puff to do this beat together. Interesting. Uh, okay. The reason is obviously for RZA, the, the production is in line with what RZA already does. Yeah. Uh, but he would make it better. The reason I have Puff coming in is because um, this Puff does really well with stories, like like you know giving you the thematics of orchestras and things like that that make a story mm -hmm. build. And I think that Behind Enemy Lines is a story that loses you somewhere because the production is too boring. Yeah. And I think that the story would be better to be followed with solid production so that's my okay. uh reasoning for that assassination again the the beat gets really really boring to me it's one of the most boring productions on here uh, i want q-tip to redo the beat in total uh mind sex needs a better hook but other than that i really like the beat i like the thematics i just dog just don't tell me what your song is about <laughs> I, I, I know um and then uh we want freedom i i, I toiled with similar to what you said like the whole album is about this. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. do we really need this as another mm -hmm. song? If so, I've got Q-Tip and Havoc redoing this beat. Okay. Um, and then Be Healthy, I want Q-Tip to tighten this one up. Um, Discipline, I left as is. Psychology, I want to add a verse from Prodigy on it because I just think Prodigy's voice would be crazy on there. Okay. Happiness, I got it the same. Animal and Man, I'm sorry, I just cut it. Yeah, so it's got to go. I just got to go. I'm sorry. Um, you'll find a way. I have DJ Quick coming in uh, and like just that's a good suggestion. Yeah, because hey. he th he's good at those. Like, <laughs> um, and then it's bigger than hip hop. I have as a um, as a, a bonus cut. I've got Manny Fresh, uh, Manny Fresh? remixing this beat, hey. and I've got Ooh. Trick Daddy as the feature because you know, you know uh, I, I, I fucks with that dude, the <laughs> Trick Daddy contribution. I like because because the, the bounce is like Trick Daddy's bounce. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like a perfect bounce. For and, and Trick um, Daddy love the kids. Facts. Uh, propaganda was just like you said. I think this subject matter wise is yeah. one of the most important records on here. Absolutely. But the song itself is boring as fuck. Yeah. And so I think that RZA should redo the beat. I want Capadonna featured on hey, this record. Hey, <laughs> hey, I like Capa. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so that's that's that one. And then last, the pistol. I added Prodigy because I like Prodigy's voice on productions like that. So th those are little tweaks that I made. But in general, though, like I think, you know, with with Q-Tip and RZA in in the helm, they tighten this joint up. I think it's a classic pretty easily. 
You know, person. you mentioned Capadonna. I think Jizza uh, would have been a good person to contribute as, on this as well, or maybe even Masticilla. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they love talking the uh, the five percent of stuff. And Masticilla crack is high any form. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, it seems like you and I have similar ideas about this album. Um, I like some of your more. I think you got more detailed with your uh, with your ways in which you would make it a classic. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. it kind of just felt like every song needed the same thing. You right. know what I mean? Um, look, good subject matter, but just better. You know, better hook, make it just a better song, and just you know, make it the overall aesthetic just better i mean that's that's all i can really say but i, I like yeah. the i like the more detailed route you took um yeah. rizza and q-tip that's an interesting choice for a musical <laughs> team in terms of a musical team of executive producers i'm not sure if they've ever actually collaborated have they that's a good question i, I don't know <laughs> but q-tip works well with mob deep and havoc yeah. does sound eerily similar to rizza in a lot of ways uh, in a lot of good ways yeah. so I can see it working. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to mention about this album is it's very interesting that, um, you know, some of the the, the socialism ideas uh, that are on here. Yeah. And and the quote unquote revolutionary, um, you know, uh, tones here. Um, it the current state of where we are with the election. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just I just think it's interesting, like not to say that this is like a Bernie Sanders album or anything like that, <laughs> but uh, but I think I think, you know, it, it's it's interesting to kind of dig this album out where we are with the current political climate. OK, I'm not going to well, talk too much about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, the, the one the one reason I, I say that is because I was watching uh, election coverage yesterday and, um, you know, it seems like. South Carolina essentially um, saved Joe Biden by the seat of his pants, right? Like this yeah. mug, this mug is like literally going senile before our very eyes. He can barely formulate a sentence. But the, you know, the black people in South Carolina still decided to save him by giving him 50% of the vote, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like th- th- this is the the wolves concept, right? Like, you know, this is a situation where, you know, and and you know I'm, I'm I don't we don't have to take this too political but just you know the general point that, um, you know black people, there there should be a black agenda, mm-hmm. and and black people should know have certain points that are like if you're not willing to do these things for our community then you can't have our vote. Mm-hmm. Killer Mike talks about this a lot, um, and so you know black people particularly black people in the South of the United States tend to essentially just fall in line. They vote with the party. Whatever the party tells them to do, they do it, right? And so they're licking that blade, right? Like, it's like, okay, this is an agenda that is essentially killing you. It's it's stripping all the resources out of your community. It's not doing anything positive for you. But for you, they just tell you, oh, you know, all we gotta do is, is dance to back that ass up on, on, on a stage. And then you're gonna come, you're gonna lick the blade and just continue to kill yourselves. Like, um, I, I mean, I, I feel like there's some parallels there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to go 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 too too deep on it, but no, I think it's a good way to um to, to, to end the segment though. So unless you have anything else to, to add. Yeah, nah, that's it. Yo, diversify your bonds, man. Everybody vote. Peace.
selling mad crack or rapping. Peter Tosh tried to tell us what happened. He was saying if you black, then you African. So they had to kill him and make him a villain because he was teaching the children. I feel him. Dunn was trying to drop us a real gem. That's why we bucking holes in the ceiling when we hearing I'm an African.